Hello, and welcome to Sacred Herbalism, the full moon segment of the Elder Tree podcast, where we explore how plants and fungi can support us to enter into a sacred relationship with life and the living world. I'm your host, Stephanie Hazel, herbalist, anthropologist, and a deep lover of this wild world. Let's walk into the moonlit forest together, into a world of magic, mysticism, psychedelic teachers, and, of course, the plants themselves. Are you ready? Thank you so much for joining me on this very first episode of the Sacred Herbalism segment of the Elder Tree podcast. Sacred Herbalism is one of the four segments of the Elder Tree podcast, which will travel with the moon phases. On the new moon, we'll have Tatiana Dawn, also known as Twiggy, exploring herbal education. On the half moon waxing, Tennille Christensen will explore herbal permaculture. Every full moon, I'll be here, Stephanie Hazel, exploring sacred herbalism. And every half moon waning, Jessica Boscher will be exploring the topic of self-care with herbs. There's actually a much larger vision being held by the Elder Tree founder, Tatiana Dawn. It's not just a podcast, but there's also a vision for an extensive herbal healing centre in far north Queensland in a town called Ravenshoe on the Tablelands. As well as a healing centre, there's a vision for there to be a grassroots herbal education centre, a ceremonial healing space, and a medicinal plant botanical garden open to all members of the public for free. This is such an inspiring vision that I was really motivated to jump on board and join in with these other herbal women to create this podcast for you all, spanning many different aspects of herbal medicine and relationship with plants. This is also part of the important work of weaving a stronger network and community of herbalists and plant lovers in Australia. I think this is so important because I could name to you 10 really interesting herbalists in the States who I would love to sit down, have a cup of tea with, read their book, um, you know, sit at their feet, walk in their gardens and learn from them. And I'd be really hard pressed to name two people in Australia I feel the same way about. It's not because you guys aren't out there, it's just that the community is not that strong here and we're just starting to really build a more vibrant network of plant lovers and herbalists. So my name's Stephanie Hazel and I'm a traditional Western herbalist currently living in the inner north of Melbourne. I've also spent long periods of time living in far north Queensland and north New South Wales around Nimbin and Yukai areas. Every month on the full moon, I'll interview a fellow plant lover, sacred adventurer, herbalist, anthropologist, or deep ecologist. We'll explore any number of threads that will weave together to make a colorful tapestry that will help us to make sense of this enormous and rather nebulous topic called sacred herbalism. There are three threads here I'm particularly excited about exploring in the journey of this podcast. The first thread is that of awareness, how a particular quality of attention that we can bring to our use of herbs, whether that's medicines, tinctures, a cup of tea, or even a salad, 
can awaken us to our sacred relationship to life. I remember a moment when this really dropped for me. I was drinking a herbal tea and I was just thinking about the plants that had grown that ended up in this tea. Not the plants in general, not like chamomile, but actually the specific individual plants growing somewhere. I think it was Egypt, they were from Egypt, and I wondered about their existence. And something really moved me in that moment. I felt the wonder of these tiny little beings growing on the other side of the world who, whose bodies were in this cup of tea I was drinking. I really felt for the first time the incredible gift of this tea. The fact that these little beings had been busily transforming sunlight and water into a symphony of chemicals, complex symphony of chemicals, that just happened, in inverted commas, maybe it didn't just happen, but just happened to interact with my organs, my brain, my mood, my sense of well-being in this incredible way, creating healing, creating relaxation and a real shift in my day. From that moment on, I try to bring that quality of awareness to drinking tea. Something so simple, or taking medicinal herbs. Because when I feel into the wonder, the incredible magic of that fact, that these little beings can transform sunlight and water into medicine for me, I really feel this sense of belonging to the natural world, belonging to Mother Earth, to Gaia, to Pachamama being cared for like a child. I feel the grounded and embodied reality of something we often talk about, that Pachamama looks after her children, that Mother Earth is providing all our needs. The poet Mary Oliver um, has this beautiful poem called Wild Geese that many people have heard. And there's just the very last phrase of this poem that I think speaks to this very point. She says, Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. And to me, that's what this quality of attention and awareness that we bring to our relationship with plants can do. These plants, the medicine they offer, can over and over again announce our place in the family of things. The second thread that I'm excited to explore is that of psychedelics, how psychoactive plants can give us direct experiences of the sacred. And we know that the use of psychedelic plants and fungi has been used by human culture since human culture began throughout most of prehistory and also much of recorded civilization, these psychedelic journeys have occurred in the context of rich cultural myths and stories and often carefully orchestrated group rituals that some anthropologists and prehistorians argue were the birth of religion and art in humankind. You know, the birth of religion by giving us this direct spiritual experience of the divine, it allowed us to feel into something bigger than our own immediate physical needs. Definitely in the West, psychedelic plants have been frowned upon for close to a century, which actually isn't such a long time. 
but we're now seeing a real boom in the popularity of psychedelic plants for mental health. It's a real buzz topic. But how do we use these wisely? Well, integrated in such a way as to offer meaning and richness back into our dissociated modern lives. It's a big thread and I am excited to explore this one. The third thread here is ritual. How the use of ritual in our work with plants changes our relationship with them, changes our lived experience of using plants, and in a way grounds and anchors our plant work into a broader landscape of careful attention and acknowledgement of the plants as living, sentient beings. So each month, when the moon is full and luminous above us, I will have a free-form conversation with an inspiring and intriguing plant lover and see where our curiosity leads us. The only structure I will use will be an opening prompt and a closing question. And other than that, we'll let the tapestry weave itself how it will. I'd like to answer that opening prompt for you now. And this prompt is inspired by the wonderfully skilled and captivating interviewer Krista Tippett from the podcast On Being. I highly recommend if you haven't heard it. And she always asks in the beginning of every interview about the early spiritual life or childhood spiritual experiences of the person she's interviewing. And they're always such rich questions and discussions that come from that really intimate and personal unusual question. So my prompt is going to be, tell us about a moment, or even the moment, when you started to perceive your relationship to plants as sacred. For me, this happened in a small town called Pizac in the Sacred Valley in Peru. I was 21, and I had taken a year off my university studies, where I was studying anthropology and law in Brisbane, to go backpacking around South America. And halfway through my journey, I was in this beautiful part of the world and I met a woman in a cafe called Doris. She was in her 50s. She was really tanned with like dyed blonde hair and a really sassy attitude. And she was what the locals referred to as a witch. She was actually from Lima. She wasn't an indigenous Peruvian woman, but she had made her life working with um, psychoactive plants and medicinal plants. I end up spending a week with her and in that week she took me walking in the forest and um, introduced me to the cactus Washuma or San Pedro. She definitely wasn't someone who had a kind of tripping center set up where she got people really high and you know guided them through their journeys. She was much more of um, a rootsy kind of woman and to give you an idea of this when I told her I was interested in Washuma she said great here's about 50 kilos of cactus that need to be despined and peeled uh, then we'll talk so in a way that you know a kind of relationship with time that I can't even imagine having anymore as a mother of a one-year-old um, I sat there on the dirt court in the dirt courtyard um, on a big black uh, top for two days peeling these huge pieces of cactus and taking all the spines out so that she could prepare them into um she actually turned them into capsules she boiled them up and then dried them out on the tops in the sun and then capped it up um so i was sitting there for two days with this green sticky sap from fingertip to elbow just slowly soaking into my skin um 
inside the house there was just like a kind of mud hut that was two stories and the top story was this wooden platform with a bunch of sheepskins on it where we all slept. There were me and my boyfriend at the time, another uh, young woman and Doris and then underneath downstairs there was an open fire for cooking and a big wooden dining table and a dirt floor so it was extremely rustic and after sitting there and peeling this cactus for days she took me walking in the middle of the night under the full moon and I harvested all these plants and flowers and she kind of in, opened me up to this idea that the plants sometimes call out to us they stand up and call our name and they're the ones that we should be picking so I kind of toyed with this idea and you know I had been absorbing a certain amount of the Washima medicine then turned all these plants into this beautiful um moonlight plant bath heating up the water on the fire and squatting in the courtyard and pouring this water over me it was a really beautiful experience that time there um and when I left she gave me a little packet of this washuma and told me just to take it every day for a week it was very low dosing she was into micro dosing so I almost didn't notice it but I started to be feeling like plants were communicating with me when I was walking out in the forest in the mountains. And it was really subtle at first. There was this feeling that I just knew what the plants were good for, what their medicine was, what their teaching was. I sat beneath a tree on a long walk and had this really clear sense like, oh, this is a tree for lungs, for breathing. Of course, I had no way to confirm that uh, suspicion at the time, so I kind of discounted it. But about a week later, I was in a small village in the area and I had really bad period pain. So I walked into the marketplace, which was like a, a tall tin shed on, on wooden poles, no lighting, really dark, and just like hundreds of little tiny stalls from local indigenous people bringing their wares to the market. And right down the far end, I could see this stall, this one little table just covered in piles of herbs, different plants that I had no idea about. I didn't know a lot about plants at that time. And as I walked down, I guess, the kind of aisle of the market and I was approaching these plants, one of them just became luminescent. It just started winking at me was the feeling, like it was calling my name. And I walked straight up to it and... I put my hand on it and I said, this one, you know, it was the, the, the plant seller was this tiny little Quechua woman probably coming up to my armpit, um, all in her traditional clothes and no, uh, no Spanish. So we couldn't really talk. My one word in Quechua, you know, it was hello. That didn't get you very far, but you know, we, we, we share a female body. So with some miming and some, uh, charades, she understood what I was asking for. And she pointed to the plant that I had had that communication with on that pile of herbs. And that was so powerful for me because it confirmed this feeling I'd had of just knowing of like, oh, that plant is, is calling out to me. That's the plant I need right now. And it allowed me to have this experience of the plant as sentient, that it wasn't me somehow knowing, but rather it was the plant knowing that I needed it, but the plant somehow reading me and saying, hello, over here, I'm the medicine you need right now. Yeah, so that's a story. <laughs> that's a little insight into my journey there, an early journey. And I think that that week with Doris and that moment in the market of, of feeling this sense of like, wow, 
the plants are here for us. They're our friends. They're talking to us. There's a communication here. It felt so magical and so enlivening. I had this feeling of being more alive than I've often been, of being in connection with the living world, something that I have craved as someone who's grown up in the modern Western uh, culture that we do grow up in. And I think that's really what started my journey as a herbalist. So that was my answer to the first prompt. Now, the last question I'll ask every month is, can you give us some practices or some tips for entering into sacred relationship with plants and the living world? I'd love every episode to leave us not only with a kind of intimate and juicy exploration of our interviewer's relationship with the living world and with plant spirituality, but also some really good ideas for how to start engaging with this more deeply. I'm so excited to learn from all our guests on this point. Um, and I really hope to deepen my own practice and my practices that I use to, to develop a sacred relationship with life. In the meantime, I'd love to share a really simple practice that I use and that I teach in my own plant connection workshops. It's a cup of tea meditation. So I'm going to take about eight minutes to do this meditation. And I really suggest that you pause your uh, this podcast and go and make yourself a cup of herbal tea. Ideally, something that uh, you really love and have a relationship with, but any herbal tea will do. Even black tea or green tea, uh, they are also herbs. Holding your cup of tea in your hands, just invite you to connect with your body. Feeling the weight of your body on the chair or the ground. Feeling your muscles relaxing and softening as you bring this attention towards them. Just gently feeling the breath, allowing the breath to be how it is. Just gently and softly finding your own flow with your breath. Now bringing your attention to the warmth of the tea on your hands. Allow it to penetrate into your bones, into your flesh, softening you, relaxing you, calling you into presence and comfort. And take a moment to just reflect on the fact that this tea is full of the body of plants. Allow the mystery and wonder of this, this loving gift from the earth, to penetrate you, to move you. Allow yourself to feel cared for by these plants, by these plant beings and by Mother Earth. Taking a deep breath, smell your tea. What can you smell? What notes and chemicals and aromas can you smell? 
What does this make you feel? Taking a sip of your tea, bring your attention to what you taste. What different flavours are present for you? Where do you feel them on your tongue? And what do you feel inside yourself as you drink this tea? Do any thoughts or images arrive? Take three minutes now just to drink the tea, mindfully paying a kind of exquisite attention to the flavours, the smells and the sensations within you. If you get lost in the mind, just gently returning to the breath, to the taste of the tea in your mouth, to the smells and the warmth. Just bringing your attention back to this loving gift of herbal tea in your cup. Returning to the breath, returning to what you feel from this tea, to what you notice, or simply returning to gratitude for this plant. And when you're ready, just returning to the world of non-meditation. <laughs> I hope you joined me in that little journey and that if you did, you really enjoyed it. I have just offered it as a really quick version 
of uh, a meditation and activity I often do in retreats and in plant connection workshops. And many people find that this very simple, simple act of just paying really focused attention to the experience of drinking a cup of tea and on the taste and the smell and the embodied relationship with that plant, that we can feel a lot more connected, a lot more part of this beautiful earth. So thank you so much for joining me here today for checking out the Sacred Herbalism segment of the Elder Tree podcast. And I really hope that you will join me in the future explorations and interviews and exciting conversations with plant lovers and herbalists about what it means to have a sacred relationship with the plant world. That's us for this moon cycle. I'm so glad you walked into the dark forest with me. This podcast is part of The Elder Tree, a non-profit dedicated to empowering people through grassroots herbal education, weaving a strong community of herbalists, healers and plant folk in Australia. You can head over to theeldertree.org to find out more. If you like this episode, we'd love you to subscribe. And if you know who we should interview next, drop us a line. See you next month. And in the meantime, may you be blessed with good health and many plants.